0: And now it's time for us to discuss more of the headlines and simple keywords with Juni filling in for Adam this morning. Uh, good morning, Juni.
1: Good morning, Lena. Happy Friday. Happy for real. Friday. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Is that why you're in a good mood?
1: Oh uh, yeah, and um, just yeah. I'm nice used to buddies. coming in on Thursdays, yeah. so we'd always used to say "Happy Thursday Eve," wink, wink. But yeah, yeah, right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. It was
0: supposed to be Friday Eve. We yeah. tried to make it a big thing. Yeah. It kind of didn't stick, so yeah. we moved on. Yeah. It's officially a Friday, it so fantastic. Friday. Yeah,
1: it's great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome back, Thank uh, you. Let's jump into Keyword News portion of the day. So we're gonna try to clarify some of these major headlines uh, for our listeners, mm-hmm. and this is our first pick of the day. Chip War. So President Yoon has promised his full support of Korea's semiconductor industry amid heightened global competition in the industry, which the president described as an all-out war. So double, triple down on semiconductor. I think the idea is go big or go home. There Mm. is no second place.
1: Yeah, pretty strong words there. So President Yoon held a meeting on Thursday, and he was joined by 60 uh, chip business representatives, lawmakers, and some of his cabinet members to discuss discuss ways to maintain Korea's very... uh, tenuous lead in uh, mm. memory chips. Also support the development of next generation semiconductors and secure the necessary materials, equipment, and labor for those efforts. And again, the president used some pretty strong vocabulary mm-hmm. to describe what is at stake here, calling for a total war effort to win the battle for chips. And the stakes are high indeed because uh, chips are the bread and butter of Korea's exports. Mm. It takes up around 15% of all of our exports mm. combined. Numbers number has been fluctuating, but that's about where it's at, Mm. and also it doesn't help that the entire industry is being disrupted by tensions between Washington and Beijing, and and other geopolitical issues around the globe. So, the UN government plans to expand R&D, help smaller industry players become more competitive, and also strengthen legal protection of chip technology and patents, and this according to a statement released by the Ministry of Trade, Industry, and Energy, Mm. and in particular, Korea is betting on new and emerging chip technologies such as Processing in memory mm. and system semiconductors and these new products they hope to nurture by offering new tax breaks uh. and also building this massive new uh, chip manufacturing cluster within this old capital region where, I beg of you, in
0: the Seoul capital region, but I I can see that Mm. they want to centralize it and they want to ensure that the technology uh, still remains one of the strongest exports for South Korea. I don't think you can fall back at this point in time, as you've said, it's such a big part of the export portfolio. Mm. It's interesting because only in the 80s when uh, the former Samsung chairman said he's going to start investing a ton of money and go into semiconductors, Mm. I think the consensus was uh, you either make it or it just breaks the company altogether and since Mm. then i mean we've only gone forward we have only expanded the export portfolio i don't think at this point you can back down
1: no there's not really other industries we can turn towards right exactly we've already gone on a win so
0: all right so there you have it chip war that was our first keyword Mm -hmm. of the day and also staying on the economy section this is our second keyword tight money so the Bank of Korea says it will maintain its tightening stance for the time being due to inflation hovering above the central bank's target level. I mean even with previous announcements I think we uh, we were reminded to uh, maybe manage our expectations, mm. not be so charged with hope because yeah. it's such a delicate balance. Yes.
1: The right? uh, economy's not in a good, not in a good place right now. No, so I don't think so. Uh, mm-hmm. so the BOK reported uh, submitted a report to the National Assembly on Thursday. And it struck a very hawkish tone saying it'll keep a tight monetary policy for a, quote, considerable period of time, (laughs) citing persistently high inflation. So the BOK says it'll continue to monitor the pace of slowing inflation, economic downside risks, and also interest rate decisions by other major central banks around the world. Uh, The good news is inflation here in Korea has been trending down steadily, Mm -hmm. some fluctuations in between after reaching a high of 6.3% last July. So consumer price growth slowed for their fourth consecutive month last month, hmm. rising 3.3% on-year. And also, although this figure marks a decline from the 3.7% on-year growth in April, and also the lowest level since the 3.2% rate seen in October 2021, it is still uh, it still remains well above the 2% target of the BOK, so they're not really comfortable with these figures. Okay. And the central bank also trimmed its growth growth forecast for Korea this year to 1.4% from the earlier 1.6%, with exports widely expected to remain sluggish because these are tough times. Sad
0: face. Uh, w- Sad <laughs> <laughs> face. That might be an understatement. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we were expecting, especially towards the second quarter, things yeah. to uh, bounce to back. Yeah. And then we said maybe the third quarter. Mm. And it seems like that projection is also looking pretty brief. Right. Uh, and, and so, again, we, we talk about managing expectations. Mm. Experts have been wrong before, too. Mm. I don't think export numbers to China is near where we were hoping it would be at no, this no, point. No.
1: Yeah. I mean, Despite the global downturn, we really are underperforming even compared to our peers. So it's it's not good.
0: It's not good. That's the gist of it. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's move on to our third keyword of the day.
1: Bipartisan compromise.
0: No, you don't say compromise. Yep, yeah. yeah,
1: for once they reach reached an agreement. <laughs>
0: Sometimes they have to, and they yeah. have to see eye to eye with pressing issues. Korea's yeah. ruling and opposition parties have struck an agreement on two controversial issues that have been a source of a long dispute between the two camps. I mean, we're yeah. talking about tackling nepotism, as you mentioned, the headlines yeah. at North Korean hacks and the release, or planned release of the radioactive water from right. Fukushima, right?
1: Right. So these two, all these issues have been really a source of... You know tension between these Mm. two parties Mm. for a very long time but Mm. finally these two parties reached an agreement on the release of uh, radioactive wastewater from the fukushima plant and also allegations of nepotism linked to korea's election watchdog Mm. so as part of this agreement the two camps decided to launch a special committee to review the safety of wastewater being released by the plant in fukushima which has long been demanded by the opposition party And in exchange, the opposition party agreed to launch a parliamentary probe on the National Election Commission, which has been accused of extending a favorable treatment mm-hmm. um, for several high-level officials mm-hmm. working for the agency by hiring their children mm-hmm. to work for the agency. Mm-hmm. And critics have also called into question the political neutrality of the NEC, mm-hmm. with the chairman of the ruling People Power Party saying uh, the election watchdog colluded with the Democratic Party to interpret election laws in a manner that was favorable to them.
0: Those are some serious accusations. Very serious. Right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. a lot did uh, seem to uh, hang the balance with these issues. Mm. And at least there was some compromise between mm. the two major parties in South Korea. It's certainly not the end of it. It just means that they've agreed and they found a middle ground.
1: Right. Yeah. But going
0: forward, mm. I mean, going to details mm. of how they intend to tackle those issues, right. there'll be a ton of, of back course, and forth. Of course, the
1: devil's in the details, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always. Yeah. But still, a little give and take. It's a good thing. You know?
0: All right. Yeah. Actually, maybe that's just a. Uh, byproduct of a healthy democracy dare i say yeah
1: yeah Yeah. you give some i give you some you know you scratch my back i scratch (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: on to our fourth keyword of the day
1: labor protest
0: so as you talked about continuously on the program mm. labor, labor reform is such a big part of the union government's set of priorities mm. dialogue between the Korean government and the country's worker unions is now in limbo after a key union leader announced a boycott of the negotiations
1: right so the federation of korean trade unions which is one of korea's largest umbrella unions announced that they were suspending talks with the management and the government mm. as of thursday uh, so the union chairman accused President Nguyen of being hostile towards the workers mm-hmm. and that his administration responded to the labor crisis only by trying to suppress the union. Mm-hmm. So yeah, these are sp- some pretty serious accusations right there. Right, right. And the walkout comes after one, of, uh, one union member affiliated with the Federation was arrested for obstruction of justice during a sit-in strike. And during the arrest, uh, he suffered a head injury in the process and that got the union pretty miffed about the yeah. whole situation. So the end of the union's talks with the government has thrown a wrench into the union administration's drive to adopt these uh, sweeping labor market reforms Mm. and crack down on militant unions that often resort to violent protests. Mm. And uh, these tasks have long been championed by the union administration, but it's been struggling to actually deal with it since it came to power and successfully
0: implement these uh, labor reform regulations to tackle the violent uh, cases of labor unions because I mean we can't single out all of the unions no, no. that would be wildly unfair but right trying to strike a healthier balance yeah. trying to outlaw maybe late night protests for example right. um, deter uh, of people or any any union members with a past record of yeah. running into the law mm. being essentially forbidden from doing more protests of right course.
1: yeah so these are very noble goals but it's, it's been struggling to actually right, know, right. follow through on that. What were
0: you saying? Devils in the details? Devils in the details, yep.
1: right? Yeah, But um, despite these um, sort of uh, discouraging developments, uh, the presidential office was pretty confident in that it said it would not back down from its uh, labor reform drive. Okay. And also emphasized the importance of upholding the rule of law, first mm-hmm. and foremost while also calling on the unions for greater financial transparency. Okay. Because there have been some shading dealings within them in the past.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So they want to ensure that the public has access to some of those financial records, right? right? Yes. Okay, And with that, we move on to our final keyword of the day
1: ai learning
0: Ooh, i don't know how i feel about that (laughs) now we're right back to our tech section (laughs) the korean government says it'll replace all textbooks with ai-powered digital devices in schools nationwide by the year 2025 i mean we say 2025 so nonchalantly that's like
1: barely two years years. away Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah just two years from now so all these paper textbooks will disappear
0: out with paper in with with digital devices yes
1: that seems to be the trend nowadays So uh, we will have these digital textbooks fueled by AI, which will be used to teach mathematics, English, and other subjects to children from elementary all the way up to high school. Mm -hmm. So the plan was announced on Thursday by Korea's Education Minister, and these digital textbooks are just one part of the Education Ministry's major reform drive Mm -hmm. to provide these uh, future learning content, harnessing digital technologies such as interactive AI, and virtual worlds like the metaverse.
0: See, when you put yeah. it in these vague terms, yeah, it sounds so out of reach. But yeah, I mean, when mm. you put it into practice, it's not so frightening. In, in fact, mm. it's it's pretty easy to understand. These interactive AIs are yeah. essentially, you know, self-learning, mm. but you know, predisposed contents that come from textbooks. They've right. just turned it into a digital format, mm-hmm. and you know, there could be maybe tutoring there. Yeah. But you know, these are all <laughs> within our knowledge mm-hmm. of existing textbooks.
1: Right. It's yeah, so just they're just benign. Yeah. Very harmless beings. I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: because you throw in things like metaverse mm. and AI, and I, mm. I think it might be potentially misleading. Okay, mm. so clearly there are benefits of utilizing technology for greater good. I mean, right. we're talking about equal access to education. We'll never reach it, but we'll always fight for it, right? Right. So mm. what are some of these benefits of utilizing tech? Right by 2025 yeah. in elementary to high school settings.
1: Yeah, it's not just about throwing a paper and just, you know, having all these fancy digital tools. Uh, the biggest uh, benefits that will come from these digital textbooks being touted by the ministry mm. is that it enables personalized learning for every student, even if those students are in the same classroom oh. and have the same instructors.
0: Oh, because you'd imagine if it's one instructor and 30 students, yeah. or how many students are there in a classroom, 30? <laughs> 20?
1: In my time, it was 15? like 50 or 60. Now, it's about 20, 15. In <laughs> my time. Times.
0: Right. But yeah. my point being, even mm. if it's 20 students or 15 or 20 students, right. you can't imagine every single one of those students learning at the same speed with no. the same set of skills. Right. So ideally, mm. this AI instructor or teacher might keep up with each student at a different pace.
1: Right. So that's what it does. So the digital textbook, if you're a low achieving student, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. it would recommend repetition of basic learning tasks mm. to kind of strengthen your fundamental knowledge. Okay. If you're one of the brighter kids in class, hmm. then it would assign more difficult advanced learning tasks okay. by having you write, say, essays and reports. <laughs> cool, right? <laughs> should I you should know.
0: I fake it? Should I fake yeah. it and be like, I'm not that smart? <laughs> Get the easier assignments and just right. kidding. So what else?
1: <laughs> so the digital textbook will also include various on-screen tools uh, and displays to help students with special needs mm-hmm. and also provide services in other languages for students from international backgrounds. Okay. Yeah. So the Education Ministry plans to release its final guidelines in August for the development of, the, of these digital textbooks, uh, conduct evaluations next year, before they're rolled out just in time for the new school year in March 2025. So that's less than two years from now.
0: All right. The future is so close. Mm-hmm. I can feel it. Thank you, Junie. It was a pleasure.
1: It was a pleasure, too.
0: See you around. See you.